So, how many have a Bible? Raise your hand. Okay, some. How many don't have a Bible? Raise your hand. So everyone has a Bible? If you don't have your Bible, raise a hand. Everyone stand up. Everybody stand up. Yeah, stand up. If you don't have a Bible, raise your hand. It's good to follow along. Okay, so we're all standing. 1 Timothy chapter 4 this morning. We're just going to read a couple verses. I had you stand up because I'm trying to shake you up. I want you to sit down. I want you to focus this morning. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. We should know it by now as you turn there on your phone or your Bible or looking across at someone else's says this. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. I'm just going to have a little moment of silence now. And I want you to talk to God yourself. And I want you to ask God to speak to you this morning in your heart, in your thoughts. I want you to do whatever you need to do to quiet yourself, to focus this morning. So Lord Jesus, in this moment of quiet, would you help us to prepare Would you hear our prayers as we communicate in our hearts to you? Let's just be quiet before the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Last week we began this series in 1 Timothy. Again, Timothy is younger. We don't know how old, but historians think probably in his 30s. Paul older, probably in his 70s, speaking to him. Obviously a strong congregation, a lot of strong personalities. And Timothy, as their leader, was feeling a little timid and fearful. But Paul reminds him so very clearly to let no one look down on him or despise him because of his age. But he was to be an example, if it's easier for you to understand, a pattern, a model to the believers, to the church, in word. And we talked about our sayings last week, how our words have power might remember. And if you do get the midweek reminder, there was a few fill-in-the-blanks there in regards to this. And we realized how important what we say is. And I did give you a little homework. And it was to try to encourage someone during the week that God put on your heart. Maybe it was easy, maybe it was hard. Sometimes God has us do some hard things. But really, when you're saying encouraging things, it, it's a wonderful thing, right? Who likes to get an encouraging word? Yeah, I think we all do. It means a lot. In season, we found out it's just a jolt that we need. 
So the second word here is in conduct in the old King James, in conversation. The idea is lifestyle. The Greek word is in behavior. So Timothy, instead of going and complaining why they don't respect you, rather be an example to them in what you say and how you live, how you act. Last week we, we said briefly, we don't like people to look at us. We don't like to say, hey, look at me, I'm doing the right thing. But sometimes we say that because it's a cop-out to do the wrong thing. <laughs> but here with our behavior, you want to be the cookie cutter, you want to be the example. You want to be able to say, Christ lives in me, look at me, Christ is shining through me. Instead of being condemned and accused by the devil, thinking that you are no good. God has made you special, God has made you his child, and God lives in you. Amen. And you can shine and bring glory to him through your actions. Right behavior. Otherwise known as holiness. Doing the right thing. And I think we've all had probably great examples in our life of someone who's just been a great example to you in some way. I can think of mentors in my life, and it was funny this week, I hadn't seen someone for many years, and there I got an email from my old youth pastor, who was a big, big influence in my life, and these many years later, I don't think I had seen him in four or five years, I'm passing through, doing a worship conference in Carlton Place, I want to see you, I want to see your kids, and once again I realized the power of his example in my life and what it meant to me. I think as you think, or if I had you in silence here, think, you could think of someone who was really important to you, who loved when they were hurt, who just did the right thing. And it was an encouragement, wasn't it? Not only are you called to have people like that in your life, but I think the scripture here is very clear. You're called to be like that for other people. You are called to be an example. You are called to be the model. You are called to have holiness in your life. Obviously, all of this is in the light of grace in view of God's mercy. You don't get God's love by being holy. It's actually just a response to his love. Romans 12, 1 says, In view of God's mercy, I give my life as a living sacrifice. In view of what he's done for me, I respond to him by living a right life. And unfortunately, in our day and age, and sometimes even within the church, the lines are getting blurred, skewed, moved to what is right and wrong in regards to what Scripture says. Oftentimes, things, when we were younger, that we saw as black and white, now we don't see as black and white. And I'm not saying we don't have grace and love. Remember, we all started with, with that premise that God's grace covers us, but it doesn't mean that we have a license to sin in any way. Amen? We are called to be like Jesus. We are called to live like Jesus. We are called to allow Jesus to live through us. We are to be holy. Positionally, we are perfect because Christ lives in us, and now practically, we have to catch up with that position. That's how God sees you. He sees you as holy, 
but now my job on earth in my time here is to live what I am. And I think in this book, God over and over tells us he loves us and over and over tells us you need to do the right thing. Right? The motivation is what's important. The motivation is where I went and can go askew at times thinking that somehow my behavior is tied up into God's love. No, that's not true. I know he loves me. Now I want to do what's right. I want to live a holy life. Jesus commands me to live a holy life. First Peter chapter 1, verse 16 says, Be holy because I am holy. Let your behavior be holy. That's directly from the book of Leviticus. We know God is holy and perfect. That's what he's saying. Be like me. Step further, I live in you. Let me shine through you, not only in your speech, but in your action. There is no blurry line. Amen? You are called to obey and be like Jesus. I had a little bit of a final hockey weekend, and I'm glad because I'm tired. Two games is a lot in a weekend. But I sat those guys down on the first night from different walks of life. I don't believe they're all Christians. Some are Christians. And I said, it's time to cut the crap. It's time to tell you you guys need to do the right thing. It's time to tell you, if you call yourself a Christian, you should live like it. There is no excuse for sin in our lives. There is no justification that we can come up with that allows us to live in sin. And if that is the gospel you're adhering to, that is not the Bible. And I looked at them and I'm like, it's like a coach. I'm like a coach telling you, let's go. If you're a hockey player, when we hit the ice, we play hockey. We don't bring out a soccer ball, right? We don't try and kick it in the net. If we're a hockey player, we play hockey. Amen? <laughs> if you are a Christian, you live like a Christian. God is not calling you to live like the world. He is calling you to live like Christ, to allow Christ to shine through you. Paul, in Ephesians chapter 4, puts it very well. In verse 4, he says this, I beseech you, I beg you, to walk worthy of the calling with which you have been called. Here's the great Apostle Paul. Same church. This is a church in Ephesus, right? Commands them in Ephesians 4, I beg you to be what you say you are. Things don't change from 2,000 years ago to now, right? Basically, he's saying, if you look at the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, 2, 3, you are blessed. You are forgiven. You are redeemed. You are sitting with Christ. You are saved by grace through faith, 
Now go and live the life. Right? Go and do it. Go walk the call. Go be worthy of what God calls you. And then he goes on in chapter 4. It's so interesting when he gets to the practical because he uses the word walk. And the word walk in the Bible is lifestyle. And again, these are the same people. So he says this, walk or live in unity with humility, lowliness, gentleness, bearing with one another in love. Put away lying in chapter 4. Be angry and do not sin. He goes on, be kind and forgiving. Let no bitterness be there. Let there be no hint of fornication or any sexual trash in your midst. No, no foolish talking. Give thanks. Walk in wisdom. Let your life be that of having wisdom. Be in the light. Redeem the time. Submit one to another as you would submit to your boss. Love, obey. Children, obey. Servants, obey. Masters, employers, love your employees and serve them. Wow! God love us to act like this. But there is no blur in Ephesians. Do you hear me? There's no blur. There's no like, I don't know. Really? Should I? Could I? But you don't know my background. You don't know what I've been through. Well, God does. And He loves you and He saved you. And He says, go be holy. I just, sometimes, get a little scared teaching this. And you might say, why are you scared? People's reaction? I'm like, no, I'm not scared of people's reaction at all because I've had doozies before, so it don't matter. I'm not scared of your reaction, like you calling me a legalist. I'm not scared of that. You know what I'm scared of? Is that you'll hear this, be motivated, and then a week later, you'll be back to being exactly who you were and nothing will have been changed. That's what I fear the most. I don't care about letters, because that means something's stirring upstairs. What I fear in my life, in your life, is we get motivated for the moment but never have carried through to live the way God is calling us to live. And I want today the Holy Spirit not only to work in the moment, but to exhort our hearts today and tomorrow to live continually in the truth of God's love that our behavior would be different. I thought of two things to be an example in. The things we shouldn't be doing, right? And then the second one, the things you should be doing. So we look at that and we say, well, what shouldn't I be doing? Well, I'm not going to tell you what you shouldn't be doing. The Holy Spirit can tell you just fine. And I think each of us in this room probably has some sort of a struggle that God would say, it's time to stop that. I love you, and I hate sin because it hurts you. That's what God says to us. And if you're going to commit that sin, it's just going to hurt you. I'm not trying to be Mr. Bossy, God saying, I know how you were made, and if you're going to do this, it's going to hurt you, and I don't want you to live like that. And the Holy Spirit in my life 
can tell me. And the Holy Spirit in your life can tell you why. Because the Holy Spirit is the one who convicts us of sin. Right? So I'm in this new pattern of thinking. I don't want to listen to a good sermon or a bad sermon and go home, right? I said that last week. I want God to speak to you. I don't want it just to be like consumer mentality. I want you guys to experience God, the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And I believe in my life, in your life, there are some things he wants to tell us that we need to stop doing to be an example to those around us. I'm telling you, someone is looking at you every single day. Whether it's a child, a co-worker, a friend. People are looking at you. You are an example to someone. And in God's grace and his love, he says, I want to help you to stop what is a bad example. Right? But the first step is bringing into the light and knowing what we're not doing right. And I can't tell you what that is. Only the Holy Spirit can. So let's close our eyes. No peeking or looking around. And you get out of it what you put into it. If you want to blow this off, that's fine. But if you want to ask God, Lord, is there any behavior in my life that you want to show me that I need to change in? Ask Him. David said, Lord, examine my heart. If there is any wicked way within me, show me. So this morning, in quietness, God, would you show us that we are forgiven, that we are loved, but we need to stop this behavior. Holy Spirit, come into our presence. Holy Spirit, speak to us, convict us. When you think of that behavior that he's mentioned or brought to your attention, and I want you to know this, that God has forgiven you. The Word of God is clear that he is faithful and just. We confess our sin, he forgives us. I want you to know that first. And now I want you to know that the Holy Spirit lives within you and you don't need to do that any more. Thank you, Jesus.
The second thing I maybe want to think of you of it this morning is this. What is something, not that you're not supposed to do, but God wants you to do, to be an example? So don't think of a something that you're doing that's wrong. Think of something that you need to do that's good. For example, being kind, loving, being forgiving, redeeming the time. I want you to think of how you can be an example in a positive way in your action in front of others. See, God's Word says when you are saved, you're forgiven and His grace covers you, but He's prepared good works for you. And in your life, what is it that you can do? Not something you don't do, something you can do to be an example of holiness in front of others. Let's do the same thing. Let's ask God to show us, to convict us of what is right, what is righteous, and what we should be doing. So Holy Spirit, would you speak to us? Would you show us something that we need to be doing? Not something that we don't need to be doing. We confess that. We received your forgiveness, and we don't want to do that. But God, what would you have us in our life, specifically for me, Daniel, God, speak to me of what I should be doing to be an example of right living Holy Spirit, would you help us to do what you've asked us to do, to be an example? Amen. Being an example, I just... I want to say this is kind of we close. There's been many times in my life where I say to somebody, you can't do that, or you shouldn't do that, right? Or you should do this. And they're like, yeah, you're right, but give me a little help here more than a few little words, right? Because it's a lot harder when I walk out there in here, yeah, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, I get out there, bam, I do it, right? Like, give me some help. Your sermons sound good, but I need some help. The only thing I can say in Scripture clearly to you is this. To be an example not to sin and to live righteously, can I tell you this? Walk in the Spirit that you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Do you hear me? That's Galatians chapter 5. Walk in the Spirit that you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
What does it mean to walk in the Spirit? I want to tell you it means being open with one another. We talked about last night. Your words being open, confession. Your words being open, I need help. Your words being open, getting accountability. That's walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit is being in the Word of God. Walking in the Spirit is communicating with Him every day. Walking in the Spirit is saying, God, You help me because I can't help myself. I need You. I need those around me. I need to be reminded. I need You to take over because in my own flesh, I cannot do what is right. You leave here and you say, I'm going to do everything God told me to do. That's my fear. And in one week, you won't do it. You'll be disappointed and depressed. But if you choose to say, God, you take over. I'm going to die to myself. And that's dying to my pride and being open with one another and saying, I need help. (laughs) Help me. Somebody. God. Starting with you, I need your help every day. I want to obey you. And as you walk towards God, do you hear me? And you walk towards what He wants, what happens is that sin behind you you're fighting with gets in your rearview mirror as you walk towards Him. And it becomes smaller and smaller and smaller. The people who want to fight the sin in the flesh are those who say, I'm not going to watch TV and are hovering around it with the remote. I'm not going to speed, but I'm going to drive all day in a fast car. What the Bible says is no. Walk away from that. That's the step you have to take. Towards Him. Towards the Spirit. Towards what is right. Away from that problem. If you are caused to think a certain way, stop filling your mind with thoughts that make you think that, but think what God wants you to think in His Word, in prayer, with people. You cannot fight alone. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You have to walk in the Spirit not to fulfill the lust of the flesh. That is how you are holy. I read in this book, I'm loved. I'm holy. You read it enough, you believe it, and you act like it. Have you ever seen that with your kids? You tell them, this is who you are. This is who you are. Oh, I'm dumb, Dad. You're not dumb. You're smart. You can do it. You're loved. And soon enough, that child begins to think that way and does not fall into the patterns of, oh, I'm just a sinner. Oh, I always fail. Oh, I'm a bad example. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, I'm a bad mom. Oh, I'm a bad dad. Oh, I'm bad at work. Oh, 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 oh. And God says, no. No. You are cleansed. You are pure. You are righteous. You are holy. Now, be what you are. Not only in your words, but your action. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Obey that voice. Turn away. And you will not fulfill the junk of the flesh.
Being in the Spirit is an individual activity, and I want to finish with this quickly. It's just a corporately activity. If you have no one in your life, and you're struggling being an example, and you're fighting alone, you will lose. You will lose. But if you have people you can open up to, you will be changed. Because God will speak to you through his word individually, his spirit, and you'll be reminded by fellowship that is the church. And that's what we all need. This isn't church, this is a church service. We need church. We need each other. So the word is today. Don't let anyone look down upon you, whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're male, whether you're female, whether you work secular or in ministry. Don't let anybody look down on you. Don't go fight them, but rather be an example in holiness, in how you live. Walking in the Spirit that you may not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Amen? And take those things that he spoke to you in those quiet times. The first one, no. <laughs> Second one, yes. 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 Do you know what I honestly feel today? That you feel convicted. <laughs> I don't feel, in my heart, I want you to be condemned. But if you leave here feeling nothing or have felt nothing, it means the Holy Spirit's not working. I need to be convicted by the Holy Spirit that I would see Jesus and live like Jesus. And that's what I want to happen in this place all the time. Amen? Amen. Lord God, help us. Oh, man, we need your help, Holy Spirit. Help us to walk in the Spirit, to obey your voice in our heart, to trust you and not to fight in our flesh. Lord, help us to realize who we truly are in our minds and our hearts, and help us by your power to do the right thing. God, we want to be examples to each other, to this town, to this county. We want to be examples in our homes. We want to be models in our communities. We want to be the pattern when someone says, this is what a Christian lives like. So God, would you help us to live like you, to help others to see what Christ is like. God, we're imperfect, but you are perfect. We're forgiven. We're holy because of you. Lord, help us to live it. This morning, we give all glory to Jesus Christ, to God the Father. Thank you, God, that you've loved us and sent your Son. Thank you, Jesus, for coming, forgiving us, and setting us free for saving us by your grace as we believe in you. And thank you, Lord, that you've prepared good works for us to walk in.
Thank you that you've prepared holiness to flow through us and for things for us to do. So may we choose to do that this morning. We look at Jesus again and again. We celebrate Jesus. The elements are in the back this morning. I want you to worship the Lord and praise Him how He's made you clean, how He's forgiven you, how He's changed you, what He thinks of you. Think on those things. If you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, the Word of God says very clearly, if you'll believe with your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus came, died, and rose again, that you will be saved. Turn to Him. If you believe in Him, confess Him to someone today. Tell someone, I believe in Jesus, in His forgiveness and His love. I'm turning away from doing it myself to live in His forgiveness, to live in His love. Brandy's going to sing. Let's just worship the Lord this morning.